And welcome to episode number 32 of Riffs and Body Slams. I'm your host, Gmo, recording for the beautiful suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. And welcome to episode number three, where we talk about all things professional wrestling and hard rock, rock, and heavy metal. Oh, man. So, if you saw the tagline for the podcast, yeah, been a rough week. So, uh, good old COVID-19 decided to uh, pay a visit this past week. They decided uh, that uh, they want to put us in a submissive chokehold throughout my, all my family members, including myself. Steel Cage, Rick Knox as referee, no rules, no disqualification, COVID-19, extreme deathmatch rules. That's what it was, man. Now, thankfully... Thankfully, I, I didn't get a bad uh, minor sore throat, minor leakage. Thankfully, not as bad as my rest of, rest of my family, who got a pretty bad, you know, strep throats and high fevers and can't even speak. So it's been a hectic week. That being said, since I was sick and was tested positive. Of the, the morning of the Bay Area Straight Back Tour, which was happening less than 10 minutes from my house. <laughs> Two sold-out shows in Joy, Illinois. Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel. Of course, this guy bought himself a VIP ticket to meet Exodus. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> woke up Saturday morning. You know, like, you know what? I'm going to get myself tested before I go out to the show tonight. So, I... Went to the clinic, got myself tested. Doc comes in. He's like, well, man, I'm sorry. I got some bad news for you. Uh, you're, you're tested positive for COVID. And I somewhat had that in my mind. I kind of had my brain as a mental prepared. So I had a good feeling that I was tested positive. But I'll try to keep my emotions and my mental well-being in a positive mood. Maybe I'll get lucky and won't get it. Well, after the doctor told me that test a positive, right off the bat, I'm like, shit. Tonight's the show, and I have VAP to meet Exodus. Ain't that a bitch? So I decided to hit up the VAP company. Very cool. I mean, these guys are professionals. I told them flat out, like, hey, man, I got test a positive this morning. I won't be there. I won't be part of the VAP for Exodus. I want to be that jackass who's going to spread COVID around. So he's like, you know what, dude? We'll transfer you. We'll transfer your VIP ticket. And, man, that, that was great, man. It was nice of them to do that. You know, they said, get well. So that being said, that VIP to Exodus for May 14th, the Saturday, has been transferred over to October 4th. Part of their second leg of the Bay Area Straight Backs Tour. And uh, this one's going to be at the Rave Eagle Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, yes, that seven-minute trip, again, close by my house on a Saturday, has became a hour drive on a Tuesday <laughs> for a show that I could have won. But, again, COVID decided want to ruin the fun. So that being said, as I promised last episode, I'll give you a set list or the rundown before and after the show. Uh, did it happen? Uh, 
So that got pushed to October fall time later this year. So, uh, yeah, road trip for me, Milwaukee, my first time at the Eagles Ballroom, the iconic venue that's been there since the 1920s. So I've <clears throat> been to the air guide a couple months ago. Here I am going to the Eagles Ballroom in Milwaukee, my first time in Milwaukee. So a nice little road trip for myself later on in the fall. So that being said, since I didn't go to the show, yes, I did watch New Japan Pro Wrestling Capital Collision on Fight TV. So I had the results of one went down. So at least I got something out of missing out this awesome show. And man, I was bummed out, man. I was looking forward to meeting Gary Holt and Zetro and the boys from Exodus. Man, I was looking forward to this show. But is what it is. When you're dodging from COVID for two years, at some point it's going to get you. And it's, look, I'm not going to go on a full spiel here. But look, COVID's going to be here for a while. It's just as simple as that. It's not going to go anywhere. You know, government officials think they're going to disappear within a year. You can't. It's a global pandemic. You can't tell the whole world what to do. Not everybody's going to continue on to, you know, be scared. Not a lot of people are going to. I agree with mass no more, and people are tired of it. So expect the pandemic to be here for a long, long time. So since it happened to me, hopefully I don't have to deal with it for a while bit. But in the meantime, yes, a lot of wrestling to cover, a lot of results. New Music Friday for May 20th. I also have WWE's uh, WrestleMania Backlash Instant Fast Results. And so much more. So before I continue on with the show really quick. Um, a very sad news in the heavy metal community. This happened this past week. And this one this one hit me really hard man. I had a double look at this, this uh, news headlining. See this was true or not. <clears throat> and uh, yeah the metal community lost Trevor Sternad. Uh, for fans who don't know who Trevor is, uh, fronted one one of the greatest metal bands of this modern era, which is the Black Delphia Murder. And this news hit fans hard. Not just fans only, but even other metal musicians in the metal community. One of them is Matt Heafy from Trivium. As he quoted, Icon of Modern Metal. Also, Rob Flynn of Machine Head uh, quoted, He was such a sweet guy. Had him on my podcast about 10 months ago. <clears throat> he was very open about struggling with depression. It's a sad day for the metal community. And this was quoted from Rob Flynn of Machine Head. And man, very tough news in the world of metal. Now, me personally, I never seen the band, nor I met Trevor, and uh, I kind of wish I did saw the band because obviously they played local near me many times, and I should have took the opportunity to see them. And I, I keep saying that in the past about not seeing bands, as in either they're old and ready to retire, or they're young and upcoming. Go out and see them. You got those people out there, they're going to criticize bands and stuff like that. They don't understand that affects the musicians. 
but for Trevor, uh, Black Delphian Murder was formed in 2000, naming themselves after the 1947 Unsolved Murder. Uh, let's see, there were there were big influences by Metallica, Pantera, and Judas Priest. Uh, obviously, Black Delphian Murder released several EPs independently, signed to the Metal Blade Records at 2003. Their most recent label, the 2020s of Verminius, Trevor Sternad, and rhythm guitarist Brian Eschbach were the only cast of members of the group, which had a fluctuating lineup. Obviously, the highest charting album was the 2011's Ritual, which reached number 31 in the U.S. Billboard album chart. Now, Trevor did a 2021 interview with Metal Injection. And he was pretty much open up about the toll of drinking on tour um, as a way to maintain in the persona fans expected him and the aesthetic pressure as he felt as the band's front man. And uh, he was explained about th- going through a lot of mental issues. And uh, you know, thankfully, he went publicly about it. But sadly, there's no official reports of his passing, but the band posted a statement on their social media of the passing of Trevor Sturdy. And I'm going to read the passage that the band posted on their social media. And I quote, It is with deep sadness that we announced the passing of Trevor Scott Sturdy. The Michigan group said in a statement, Beliefs, beloved son, brother, and shepherd of good times. He was loved by all that met him. A Walken encyclopedia of all things music. He was a hugger, a writer, and truly one of the world's greatest entertainers. His lyrics provided the world with stories and spells and horror and wisdom. And it has life to be your show. And obviously they posted a leak in the bottom of their, their statement with a suicide prevention phone number. So very, very sad in the metal community. Uh, obviously, we'll be talking about James Hetfeld. Obviously, he got very emotional at a concert in Brazil this past weekend. <clears throat> so we'll talk a little bit more about that in the new section, the riff portion of the show. But if you need help or you need to talk to somebody, go out and reach help. Talk to a family member, a friend, or a neighbor. Or talk to a professional from the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Which I'll give you the phone number very shortly. But if you're going through issues, go out and talk to somebody. Don't don't hold in forever. Get the help you need. And to recap, I want to say rest in peace to Trevor Sternad, a metal icon. Send condolences to his family. The bandmates, friends, and last and most importantly, the fans. So rest in peace, Trevor Sternan. All right. So before we head over to the riffs portion of the show, have a couple things here to promote. Right off the bat, follow me on Twitter, Riffs and Body Slams. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Stay tuned for more content in the near future. Follow me at Twitch or if somebody slams or send me an email 
at riffsandbodyslams at gmail.com. Send me your thoughts, concerns, or whatever it might be. I'd love to have a chat with you. So without further ado, let's get on to the riffs portion of the show where we talk about all things rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. And welcome to the riffs portion of the show where we talk about all things rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. And right off the bat, we're going to start with New Music Friday. Yes, this is for May 20th, New Music Friday. Which, by the way, you can follow me on this list. I'm going to get from loudwire.com, search out 2022 releases. So if you can't say, hey, remember each and every band on the list, you just head over to loudwire.com, pop in that little search, and you're on your way at these upcoming records. All right, alphabetical order, start from the top. I know this band, a very legendary band, Anvil. Got a new record coming out called Impact is Intimate. Blunt Osnord got the new record called Dish and Honomorium. Hope I'm not butchering that. Speaking of butcher, Brandy and the Butcher, that's the band it's called, got the new record called Lucky Foot. The band Caven got a new record called Heavy Pendulum. Evergrey got a new record called Heartless Portrait. Granite Bard got the new record called Regented Les Holmes Susser. Hellsot got a new record called Will and the Witch. James Labrie got a new record called Beautiful Shades of Grey. The Loyal Seas has The Strange Morning in the Gardens. Male Violence got a new record called uh, Malicious Intent. Sadis got the new record called Fire Scorched. Septic Flush, that's a cool name, got a new record from Nuclear Blast called Modern Primitive. All right, the next band for May 20th, New Music Friday, Space of Variations. Got the new record called Imago. The Kingdom Will Burn. Got a new record called The Void and the Vengeance. Watsi Wa got the new record called People Like People. And Zinni Zan had the new record called Lullabies for the Masses. And now is your May 20th, New Music Friday results. As I'm looking ahead here for... Next, the following Friday, we got some big names. I'll give you a little teaser. We got Mark Tremonti. We got the legendary metal band Raven. We got Def Leppard. We got the new Def Leppard. We got the Coheated Cambria. So we got some big names coming up for the following week. But uh, yeah, the list they gave you was for May 20th. So there you have it. Go out and support the band by the records. Download whatever you like. All right, let's talk about touring. So we do have a cancellation. Fans who've been keeping up with Black Label Society, uh, there were some few cancellations uh, due to Zach Wild having vocal issues. So their show at New Orleans has been canceled. So as the time I'm recording this, this has been done and passed by. But yeah, they end up canceling a few days because uh, Zach had a vocal issue. So hopefully he can recover really quick. Now there is a rumor, a touring rumor that's got released. 
couple minutes ago. So this is breaking news as at the time I recorded this. Ghost. They're plotting a tour with Mastodon. With a question mark. So there's been a few reports are surfacing. And uh, <clears throat> may suggest it may happen. When when can it happen? Probably in the fall. We'll have to wait and see if this report is true. But again, this is only a rumor. A ghost doing a co-headlining tour with Mastodon. So a new festival uh, was announced for uh, Orange County, California. This festival is called Punk in the Park. And the bands are going to be on this festival. Is Bad Religion, Dropkick Murphys, Face to Face, The Bouncing Souls, Anti Flag, The Aladescence, The Brax, and more. And this is happening November 5th and 6th uh, at the Oak Canyon Park in Orange County, California. So go get your tickets for Punk in the Park. The Pretty Reckless announced more tour dates with The Warning. Lila Zazar and Aaron Jones. Uh, these few dates uh, were releases for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, July 22nd, Houston, Texas, August 1st. Uh, let's see, August 31st in Seattle, Washington, September 5th in Portland, Oregon, September 8th for San Diego, California, and September 9th for Los Angeles, California. So, uh, yeah. Go check out The Pretty Reckless with The Warning, Lola Cesar, and Aaron Jones. You also have The Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction announce a fall North American tour. And they're bringing Poppy and Meg Myers part of this tour. Trek starts October 2nd in Dallas, Texas. Ends in November 19th in Los Angeles, California. So, there you have it, my friends. Smashing Pumpkins with Jane's Addiction. You have Nine Inch Nails. They will be joining the Misfits, Mind Chemical Romance, at the Riot Fest happening right here in Chicago, September 16th through the 18th. So, fans are uh, big fans of Nine Inch Nails. Here's your opportunity to go see them at Riot Fest in Chicago. The band El Nino will be a special guest opening up for... The legendary supergroup Down on two U.S. tour dates. Uh, those two tour dates are May 20th, Atlanta, Georgia, and May 22nd in Dallas, Texas. So uh, go check out Down with special guest El Nino. Also, another music festival was just announced. Uh, let's see what the dates for this. Try to get it for, okay, I see Friday, September 2nd through September 4th. This could be this festival is called the Pain in the Grass. This is happening at the White Rivers Amphitheater on Labor Day weekend. What town is exactly is this festival in? Let's see if try to get, if I can try to get this. So I'm not sure what town this amphitheater is at. But it's a three-day festival. So Friday, September 2nd, you have Incubus uh, with some library room, the Struts, the Aqua Dolls. And then Saturday, September 3rd, you have Alice in Chains, Breaking Benjamin and Bush. And then Sunday, September 4th, you have Sammy Hagar at a Circle with George Thorgun, the Destroyers, and Queensryche and Nita Strauss. So that's an interesting show. And then they're going to have an official kickoff party August 31st with a Pretty Reckless and Aaron Jones. 
So this is happening, as I mentioned, September 2nd through the 4th, uh, the Painted Grass Festival at the White Rivers Amphitheater, Labor Day weekend. Also, the band The Cult has announced July North American Tour with Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and Zola Jesus. Uh, the trek starts July 8th in St. Paul, Minnesota, ends in July 30th in Orilla, Ontario, Canada. So go check out uh, The Cult. Also, you have a one-off show that's happening uh, at Summerfest in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, June 30th. You have Disturb, Lamb of God, and Chevelle all playing at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater on June 30th, part of the Summerfest in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Go check it out. You also have the Devil's Wear Parada announces the Summer North American Tour with the Stray from the Path and Dying Wish. Uh, the band will be doing a Zombie and the Z2 EP and entirely, plus the greatest hits with special guests. Uh, this trek starts uh, August 4th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And let's see if I try to get the date here. Look like it ends in September 3rd is St. Louis. That's where the posters cut off at. So go check out the Devils Were Paradas. So we got another massive rock tour that just got announced. I'm going to try to see if I can get to it. The Legendary Scorpions. They're going to be going out on the Rock Believer World Tour. And they're going to be bringing Whitesnake as part of the Farewell Tour. And the opening act is going to be Thunder Mother. And this trek starts from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, August 21st. Ends in Las Vegas, Nevada, October 21st. So August 21st, and ends in October 21st uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, yeah, man. Fear Chicago will be at the Rosemont Horizon September 1st. So, yeah, go check out the Scorpions, the Rock Believer Tour, and they're going to be bringing White Snake and Thunder Mutter. So, that's going to be a good show. All right, so there is your touring announcements. All right, let's get into the news in the world of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. Obviously, the big news is making around in the world of rock and roll. Uh, Metallica's James Heffel uh, got emotional at the Brazilian concert. So, he pretty much opened up live on stage saying that he was feeling a little bit insecure prior to taking the stage and uh has been uh, transcribed by blabbermouth.net this and i quote i gotta tell you i wasn't feeling very good before i came out here i was feeling a little bit insecure like i'm an old guy i can't play anymore all this bullshit that i tell myself in my head so I talked to these guys and they helped me. As simple as that. And I was watching a fan pro shot video from the concert in Brazil. And uh, it's pretty good heart woman to see all the band members give James Heffel uh, hugs on stage. and Showing support to James Heffield. And uh, I know James Heffel has been going through a lot of addictions, anxiety, low self-esteem in the past it's tough and i don't blame them guys is in one of the biggest heavy metal bands in the world selling out stadiums with sixty thousand people plus okay the black album the number one biggest rock album of all time especially when you're trying to do a 
you know, a few, uh, you know, the Black Album Anniversary shows. They've done a few of them here in the U.S. and obviously across the world. And I was lucky enough to witness it live from the Louisville, Kentucky for Louder Than a Life. Try to recap, you know, recapture the Black Album, uh, the Mystique, you know, that massive tour they did uh, throughout the world. So to try to recapture that, the legendary album played entirely and trying to keep the image of James felt the fans wanted to look at 20, 30 years ago. And look, as I mentioned in the past, these guys are not going to get any younger. Okay, these guys won't be here forever. Same thing with Ozzy. I love Ozzy. Same thing with Kiss, a huge Kiss fan. These guys are up there. And these guys are human beings just like us. So they won't be here for a very long time. And unfortunately, the world we live in today and social media, people shit on bands, older bands and newer bands that people just hate and shit on. And uh, it's, you know, go out and see them. That's it. Go out and see the bands, no matter what they've been doing this for 40, 50 plus years. Go out and see them, man, because you'll never know when that last time will be. As in, you never know when that dark day will happen where we lose Ozzy or we lose Kiss. There's only going to be one Ozzy. There's only going to be one Kiss. Okay? Simple as that. So, if you have an opportunity to go see them, go out and see them. Even newer bands. Okay? Again, look what happened to Trevor. Again, I'm not trying to go uh, Hallmark here, but look, life is life is short. Life is fragile. Uh, you know, I hate to sound a little fucking soft and shit here, but go out and see them because you'll never know what could happen in your future. You don't you never know. You never know. <clears throat> so obviously, tragedies in the role of rock in the past. I mean, plane crashes, bus crashes. I mean, it's life, man. Shit happens. But, you know, as I mentioned, can't stress enough. Go out and support them, man. If you can. If you can afford it. Especially for a younger band that's 20 bucks. If you can spend 20 bucks on food and Uber. I think, I think you have enough money to go support a band, right? So, hopefully James Heffel gets the help he needs from his bandmates friends hopefully he can overcome this and look james no matter how old you are you're still going to be the the badass the the frontman metallica obviously the other news is making around is john bon jovi and he's also been struggling with his vocals uh obviously bon jovi's still out there doing touring and uh, i guess he was struggling singing living on the prayer Hopefully, John can recover in the near future. Also, Matthias Jab, uh, the, one of the guitarists from the Scorpions, <clears throat> saw a rock journalist took a photo of uh, Matthias Jab playing guitar. Now, this, this show happened at the Madison Square Garden May 6th, uh, so the previous Friday at the Madison Square Garden. And I guess uh, Matthias Job had color band-aids on his fingers. 
And I guess the photograph journalists pointed out that there was blood on the guitar fretboard. So obviously the band has never made a statement on this photo of what happened, nor what went down. I'm not sure if he cut his fingers on the fret or whatever it may be, but the fans pointed out and eventually this photo got, and the photo got blown up really quick throughout the, the, the rock dirt sheets. And in other news that just came in the world of rock and hard rock and heavy metal, as I lay dying's longtime bassist and vocalist Josh Gilbert has announced his departure from the band. Now Josh Gilbert issued a statement via social media, and I quote, Hello friends, after 15 years, I've decided to part ways with As I Lay Dying. This, despite the ups and downs inherent, I will always be grateful for the profound privilege of being to able to grow up, traveling the world, playing music with a band. None of that would be possible without the fans of the band. So that I sincerely thank you all so much for allowing me the opportunity. I wish As I Lay Dying moving forward. And I hope to see you, all of you sooner rather than later. So sure enough, As I Lay Dying also release a statement as well, separately. Um, and this is what they quote, as I quote, As we've been nearing our first tour back since the beginning of 2020, there have been several developments within, within As I Lay Dying that we'd like to share with our fans. The past couple of years off the road with uncertainty of how our, our when our tour will pick up again has provided time to consider new inventors in life apart from Azalea Dine. Uh, Josh Gilbert, <coughs> Gilbert had decided to exit Azalea Dine to pursue other musical opportunities. So I know they're going to be going on tour, part of the Two Decades of Destruction U.S. tour, which starts June 10th through July, 20, uh, July 17th. With a few European festivals season coming in August. And uh, the replacement for Josh Gilbert, they're going to have Ryan Neff from Miss May I taking on the bass and vocal duties on the coming tour. So, uh, yeah, man, that's a big loss for Azalea He's the backbone. He's the backing vocals uh, for, I mean, the clean vocals for Azalea Dine. So that's a big, big miss for Azalea Dine. Uh, <clears throat> Hopefully, Josh uh, has uh, better musical opportunities in the near future. Also, other news, Eric Clapton has been tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Uh, all this shows in Europe has been postponed, which I believe is be out in Switzerland and Milan, Italy. So, yeah, another, another musician being contacted by COVID-19. I feel you, man. I'm in the same boat. Motley Crue, Vince Neal, is featured in a new commercial for a short-term loan provider, Dollar Loan Center. I haven't checked it out yet, but if you have, if you had, let me know what you think. Riffs and Body Slams on Twitter or Riffs and Body Slams at gmail.com. And then we're going to end the news portion of the riff portion of the show uh, very cool. On a little upside note, the Cliff Burton Museum uh, that just opened up 
in Sweden, near where the Cliff Burton uh, tragic tour bus accident happened back in 1986. So there's a nice little video doing a whole memorial museum based on Cliff Burton. So if you happen to make a, a you know a European travel to Sweden, Cliff Burton Memorial uh, Museum definitely a place to stop, especially if you're a metalhead. So that's good stuff. All right, that was the riff portion of the show. Without further ado, let's head over to the Body Slam portion of the show where we talk about all things professional wrestling. Hey. Hey, you. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Have you followed any of my social media platforms yet? Huh? Huh? If you said no, then what the hell are you waiting for? Hey, it's all good, dear man. I won't beat you up. But what I want you to do is, number one, going on to the Twitter machine to follow Riffs and Body Slams. Then number two, hop on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, check all the fine video content. And lastly, send me an email riffsandbodyslam.com Alright, let's head back to the show, shall we? And welcome to the Body Slam portion of the show where we talk about all things professional wrestling. Yes, a lot of results here to cover, starting from WWE WrestleMania Backlash, all the way up to New Japan Pro Wrestling Capital Collision. But before we do that, just in, Ric Flair is set to return to the ring for one more match this July. Now, that's been rumored <coughs> through WrestlingObserver.com. Well, Ric Flair posted on social media stating that it is, it is confirmed that it will take place July 31st from Nashville. Uh, I did watch the promo video, and this is sponsored by the Jim Crockett Promotions. This is going back to the heyday of the Ric Flair days back in the 80s. And as I mentioned, this will be part of the returning Wrestling Fan Fest Starcast 5, which will be happening from July 29th to July 31st in Nashville at the Nashville Fairgrounds. So this is going to be based right around SummerSlam, which is happening at the Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. So no match has been announced yet of what you know Rick's opponent's going to be. It was rumored that it could have Ric Flair and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and a possible mystery opponent. But again, these opponents or teammates are only a rumor. As of right now, it's only been confirmed that a Ric Flair final match will happen on July 31st at Nashville. And I believe tickets are on sale. I did post a poll on Twitter. Riffs and Body Slams, let me know what you think. As the question I uh, put on her is, is the last match for Ric Flair, is it a good idea or a bad idea? All right. I posted on Twitter. So far, one vote says bad. 100%. If you guys said it's a 
bad idea for Rick to get back in the ring. All right, my personal opinion, 73 years old. Now, seeing a video of Rick training with Jay Lethal, who is one of the best in the ring, uh, training, of course, getting his little ring rust off. But for 73 years old, I mean, he looks pretty good for 73 years old. Not an average 73-year-old person, or either male or female. I mean, would they be at the same shape as Rick is? There's, there's maybe a 50-50. All depends on you know how much they take care of the body. Now, Rick is no stranger to medical histories in the past. Uh, eventually, his life almost coming to the end, and he was open up about that. So, I mean, the guy has pacemaker. Now, obviously, he is no stranger to alcoholic beverages and the party lifestyle he's been having throughout the years. So, look, Rick, he is a, a, a character. He's He lives up to this gimmick, which is the nature boy. And uh, if this is what he wants, you know, God bless him. I, I, I wish him all the best. And I hope, you know, and that's all you can do is pray and hope that he does it safely. He does it again for 73 hours, a lot of risks, a lot of body parts could go wrong at that age. And, uh, you know, hoping for all the best, you know, there's a, especially if they're whoever's promoting this, uh, you know, there's a lot of consideration if something goes wrong, but I mean, if this is what Rick wants to do, if he wants to die in the ring, this is, that's his wish. That's for Rick Flair. He's the nature boy. He's the goat. He is the Hall of Famer. He is the legend. So, the final match will happen July 31st from Nashville, Tennessee. Also, on other news in the world of professional wrestling, Kane Vasquez denied bail for second time in attempt murder charge. For those who remember about him, uh, uh, that little shooting incident happened back in March. Um, yeah, this is the second time he was trying to... Uh, Push for bail, but uh, got denied for it. So, not looking good for Kane Velasquez. For all the fans who are watching Young Rock over there on NBC, uh, season three will be moving on to Fridays. So, they will be going head to head with WWE SmackDown for season three, which premieres in November. So, a little competition for WWE and their former WWE superstar The Rock and his show Young Rocks. A little competition going on in November. Also a little sad update here for the legendary Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan as he's been battling with cancer again. And uh, this is what posted on his Instagram post that he uploaded. And I quote... It seems that my cancer treatment is not over even after removal of my prostate last October. And tomorrow I'm getting my second hormone shot and Tuesday I'm being set up for radiation treatment, which will be eight weeks, five days a week. So Hacksaw Jim Duggan, get well, get rested, beat cancer's ass. Let's do it, baby. This is for the good old Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! All right, what other news is going on with professional wrestling? Taya Valkyries to make her NWA debut at the Always Ready pay-per-view. 
Uh, that's happening Saturday, June 11th, and she'll be facing Natalia Markova. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. It will be at the Knoxville Convention Center Saturday, June 11th. So, uh, good luck to Taya Valkyrie making her NWA debut. Also, another injury has been added to the WWE list. Shelton Benjamin is going to be out of action for the second time in his career. Now, what injury is it? Well, Benjamin didn't disclose what it is, but... Uh, he'll state it. He'll be back in the ring soon. So uh, get well, get rested. Hopefully we'll see you back in the ring, Shelton Benjamin. All Elite Wrestling Rampage this past Friday uh, obviously went on a special time very early in the day. Depends on what, what, what part of the country you live in. Uh, here on Central Chicago time, it was 4.30 p.m. Very early for a pro wrestling show. But... Due to the NBA playoffs, they averaged 340,000 viewers on TV. That's really low. <laughs> but I guess it's up from 16.4% uh, from the previous week. So, I mean, not a whole lot of improvement here. But I guess it's up a little bit, I guess. A little positive news. For those who were planning on seeing a Trent Breda at the Capital Collision Show for New Japan... Uh, he was uh, being removed due to a positive case of COVID-19 as well. So uh, there's your other uh, reason why he didn't show up for the New Japan pay-per-view show. And speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, there's been a little friction between the management and uh, pro wrestler Kota Ibushi. And you know, that's been making rounds on social media, uh, stating he was ready to expose uh, the company expressing the frustration with the management, uh, upset that he was being felt rushed back too early uh, from his injury back in December, uh, shoulder injury that it was. At one point, he had text messages from someone named uh, Kikushi. Uh, not sure what it is, but Voices of Wrestling is reporting via their Patreon that Kikushi is a person from New Japan's talent relation department who was threatened to end Bushy's contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling due to appearance of a recent Just Tap Out show on March 4th that was not approved by Kikushi. So uh, a little interesting uh, uh, stuff going over in New Japan. Uh, but Dave Meltzer has reported on Wrestling Observer and I quote from Dave Meltzer, there is more than smoke to the fire. Ibushi has problems with upper management that are significant jado who is the booker over there is trying to smooth them out but it's not settled so hopefully they get things cleared out between kota Ibushi and new japan obviously they have a working relationship with aew at this moment the forbidden door is right around the corner so it's interesting to see uh what things will come out this story uh, will be unfolding i know kota Ibushi has been threatened to release these text messages <clears throat> uh, uh, between the management and himself. So we'll, we'll kind of see what this story unfolds. All right, that's what's going on in the world of professional wrestling news. So to cap out the show, let's get on to the instant results. Starting with World Wrestling Entertainment presents WrestleMania Backlash. So we'll do a quick instant results here. Cody Rhodes defeated Seth freaking Rollins with pinfall. 
Omas defeated Bobby Lashley. Edge defeated AJ Styles by technical submission. Ronda Rousey defeated Charlotte Flair. Madcap Moss defeated Happy Corbin. And the, the Bloodline comprised of Roman Reigns and the Usos defeated Drew McIntyre and RK Bros in a six-man tag team match. And that was your WWE WrestleMania Backlash results. All right, now we're going to go to the aftermath of Monday Night Raw. May 9th results, RK Bro defeated the Street Profits to retain the WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. Rhea Ripley defeated Liv Morgan. Finn Balor defeated Damian Priest. Alexa Bliss made her surprise debut and defeated Sonya Deville. Veer Mahan squashed Frank Loman. Cody Rhodes defeated Theory by DQ to retain the WWE United States Championship. Sasha Banks and Naomi defeated Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Ciampa defeated Mustafa Ali. And lastly, Asuka versus Bianca Belair at a no contest and a championship contenders match. And that was your WWE Raw May 9th results. Up next, we have NXT May 10th results. Toxic Attraction defeated Roxanne Perez and Wendy True to retain the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Fallon Henley defeated Sloane Jacobs in the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament quarterfinal match. Albaya Fry defeated Amari Miller. Saray and Andre Chase defeated Tiffany Stratton and Grayson Waller in the mixed tag team match. Nikita Lyon defeated Ariana Grace in the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament quarterfinal match. And lastly, Natalia defeated Cora J. And that was your NXT May 10th results. All right, we're cruising into Wednesday for All Elite Wrestling Dynamite May 11th. Adam Cole defeated Dax Harwood and Owen Hart Cups men's tournament qualifier match. CM Punk defeated John Silver. Tony Nese defeated Dan Housen. Ricky Starks defeated Jungle Boy to retain the FTW World Championship. Tony Storm defeated Jamie Hader in the Owens Hart Women's Qualifying Match. And lastly, Jeff Hardy defeated Darby Allen in the Owens Hart Cup Men's Tournament Quarterfinal Match. Now is your AEW May 11th results. Cruising to Impact Wrestling May 12th, Caddy King defeated Chris Bay in the Ultimate X Qualifying Match. The Influence defeated Alicia Edwards and Giselle Shaw to retain the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Josh Alexander and Tomohiro Ishii defeated the Bullet Club. And lastly, Air Young won the gauntlet for the gold to become the number one contender for the Impact World Championship. Now is your Impact Wrestling May 12th results. And then we're going to cru- cruise right into Friday, May 13th. AEW Rampage results. Death Triangle defeated Andre Family Office in a six-man tag team match. Sean Spears defeated Bear Boulder. Ruby Soho defeated Rio in the Owen Hart Women's Tournament quarterfinal match. Scorpio Sky defeated Frankie Kazarian to retain the AW TNT champion. And I pretty much closed the chapter on the SCU. And that was your All Elite Wrestling May 13 results. And next and lastly for May 13th, WWE SmackDown results. The Riddle defeated Sami Zayn. 
Ronda Rousey defeated Raquel Gonzalez to retain the WWE SmackDown World Women's Championship. Sasha Banks and Naomi defeated Natalia Shayna Blazer to retain the Women's Tag Team Championship. And lastly, Butch defeated Kofi Kingston. And that was your WWE SmackDown May 13 results. Alright, the last results for this edition of Ribs and Body Slams. New Japan Wrestling presents Capital Collision this past Saturday, May 14th. Alright, let's get right to it. Ren Narita versus Fredericks. Of the match by pinfall, Carl Fredericks. Up next, we had a tag team, multi-man tag team of the DKC, Yuya Inamura, David Finley, Tangaloa, and Fred Rosser versus Team Filthy. And the winner by the match via pinfall, Team Filthy. Up next, you had Great Okan versus Chase Owens. And the winner by pinfall, Chase Owens. Up next, you have United Empire versus TMDK. And the winner by pinfall, TMDK. Up next, you have Brody King versus Minoru Suzuki. By the way, this match was a slobber knocker. I mean, have you seen Minoru Suzuki and uh, was it Samoa Joe and AEW? Imagine with Brody King, violence. But it's only going to be one winner. And that winner was Brody King. I mean, what a controversy ending to the match. I mean, who never thought that Brody King would pin the legend Suzuki? So, here we go. Up next, another just a classic match. Tomohiro Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. This was a battle. These guys went nose to nose. These guys locked up. Chops, kicks. And Tomohiro defeated Eddie Kingston. What a match. Out next, you have the Bull Club, Jay White and Hecaleo versus Team Chaos, Okada, Rocky Romero. It was a good match, but the Bull Club ended up winning by victory. And in the main event, Roshi Tanahashi, who walked in as the U.S. champion versus John Moxley versus Juice Robinson versus Will Ospreay in a four-way match for the championship. <clears throat> and this was a match. You had a little bit of all-style in this match. Well, with a, help of, with a little help... And a little cheating of the Bullet Club, Juice Robinson won the match by pinfall and became the new U.S. champion. And right after that, he cut a promo saying no more of the flamboyant bullshit. He is rock hard. And there is a new breath of air in Bullet Club. So we are seeing a new version of Juice Robinson. So congrats to Juice on being the new U.S. champion. We'll kind of see what the future hold uh, or his future contenders for the U.S. champion in your future. So interesting development in Bullet Club as they're collecting the gold continues. All right. That concludes the body portion of the show or the whole show. Generally, my ass is going to get some resting. So I hope you guys are joined an awesome week. I hope you're staying safe, stay healthy. Until next time, my friends, take care. Again, follow me on Twitter, Rivs and Body Slams, and on Twitch, or hit the subscribe button on YouTube, or send me an email, RivsandBodySlams at gmail.com. Some of your thoughts, concerns, anything you want to see over the weekend, I'd love to hear it, love to talk to you. Till then, next time, my friends, take care, and bye-bye. <laughs>